0: Thought Media Network is proud to present Cosmic Prayers, your weekly shift, Mondays at 11, Mountain Time, with your host, Laura Topper, the Cosmic Prayers, live from the UK. And now, here she is, Laura Topper.
1: Hello, hi, and welcome to the Cosmic Prayer. It's another Monday evening here in the UK. Reverend Robert, hello. It's so great to be here wherever you are, on our planet, whoever you are, at whatever point in time that you view the Cosmic Prayer, you are welcome here because this is a place and space where we explore prayer uh, with the guests that come on, that we have conversation about spirituality and prayer and how to become more attuned to the knowing of oneness and fulfillment and meaning for our lives. So I'm really excited to be here today on the Cosmic Prayer. You're with New Thought Media Network, of course. This is with the place where it all happens. Diego is our uh, production manager in here on the show. Um, you'll see him popping up all sorts of uh, Facebook live messages and uh, announcements, so welcome, welcome in to the Cosmic Prayer. Well, this week I'm just so excited because three incredible inspirational visionaries are here to share uh, their intention, what they're doing on this planet, their mission and their vision with their ministry that they have newly created, which is called Soul Evolution Collaborative. And they are just such wonderful people who I know personally and who are doing such great things um, in the the spiritual realm, if you like, to bring people to a higher awareness of who they truly are through workshops online and um, meetings online and gatherings and conversations and all sorts of exciting things that they're doing together as a collaborative. So let's wait, uh, no longer wait, and let's ask Diego to bring in our guests. We have Reverend Dan Grander and Hello. Reverend Ryan Pulley and spiritual practitioner Chris Laheef. Welcome to the Cosmic Prayer. Thank you for there being you here.
2: Hello.
1: Yeah. So great to, to be here with you like this. I mean, usually we... Well, we've we've always met really in this kind of format. It's just lovely to be here and to be able to explore together. Again, yeah, well, Reverend Dan, you were here last year, weren't you? On the Cosmic I was,
2: yeah.
1: And that was was fun.
2: I brought friends. So
1: good. You did. I said to you, come on, you need to bring your friends with you. (laughs) And here yeah. they are. Yeah. Next time there'll sure be like behave. 20 people here.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah.
1: Say that again? Yeah, we'll make sure he
3: behaves. That's why he brought us along.
1: Uh, yeah. you they can try. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know where, with which one of you that feels inspired to begin. Um, maybe, you know, who whoever, I. I'm just going to throw this kind of question out here about, Prayer and what you are creating right now, your vision uh, with um, with soul evolution collaboration is for teaching through um, online through as an online platform and also to be able for people to eventually join physically as well. And, and I, you know, I just wonder. Let, let's begin with Reverend Brian here. So, how prayer. Um, how you use prayer to inform your life and to allow it to um, to be the vision for what you're creating. Well, for me, you know, coming from
3: like a, a really mainline background, prayer was always to me in the past, kind of like, if you need something, you ask for it. If you need something, you ask for it. And in, in true evolutionary fashion, for me prayer now is more less of asking for something to get it but more of aligning myself with what already is and so for me prayer is getting still and recognizing my true essence and it's a reminder and i just use that as a way to to sink in to uh you know Pull away from the distractions that 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 distract us from what, what we really are and to really um, align with that. So that's how I've used prayer. And I think that that's so um, so much of what the Soul Evolution Collaborative is about is um, really getting back to our essence and knowing that we can do that in different ways. Uh, we feel uh, inspired in different ways, whether it's online or whether it's gathering in person or all sorts of 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 ways to experience spirituality and I think that is um our mission and I think that's how prayer is kind of infused in that is really getting back to the essence of, of who we are as a reminder so prayer for me is a reminder of that which I already know um,
1: yeah
2: I love that, and do that you I
1: do. find that in your collaboration together that you, you yeah how would that um, Chris, how would that show up for you? Because it, it's interesting, isn't it? To, we we use prayer individually for our own individual journey, and yet it's really great to see the three of you here and to know how, in in any kind of format, whether it's a family unit or a business situation, how prayer could be a prayer prayer could be so powerful um, to get to be used together in a group. How do you navigate that?
0: Um, well, it's been a lot of fun, and it, it's interesting to see how it shows up, too, because um, we we meet occasionally, and we pray, we have our monthly theme, our weekly theme, and then we kind of go on our own when we um, produce our little segments and things like that, and it's, it's really interesting how it shows up, like we do our prayer work, and then what comes out, what gets produced, the way that they, they tie in, like it's... It seems like it was really planned out to, you cover this part, you cover this part, and then I'll go to take this angle at it, and it works well, but it it, it was scripted somewhere else, scripted from above, <laughs> so it, it's, it's a powerful thing.
4: Can't give away all our
0: secrets, man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there is, yeah. Yeah,
4: and it's also interesting too, I think, like so much of where we find ourselves now Um, you know, if you were to, if you were to be a fly on the wall over the last couple of years through a whole lot of conversation, uh, yeah, there was certainly like outright prayer involved. And then at the same time, uh, I think what you would see more of is just kind of like a, a, a surrendering to that idea, right? Like almost as if like every action and every thought played into that, like it was ongoing, you know, Um, and so it's kind of evolved my understanding around prayer. also, like, the word almost doesn't quite fit the whole, the grand scheme of things, you know, Um, to have to kind of look back and see how everything all of the pieces came into place for us to come together at the time we did to start in the moment that we did and see all of that unfold, and it's like, oh, there would have not been a- any better time for this to have happened. And in fact, it probably couldn't have happened at any other time. Um, the idea that this, that the Soul Evolution Collaborative started during the middle of this pandemic, well, everyone just happened to be online. <laughs> and this mm-hmm. just happened to it to start online. Uh, you know, So, I mean, there, there's a whole lot of um, planning, like I want to say behind the scenes, I don't mean by us behind the scenes, but like cosmic alignment or, you know, whatever, whatever you want to refer to it as. But um, it has certainly altered my state of perspective and reference on, um, you know, I think when we, when we first find a teaching like, like science of mind, it tends to be, we want to pray for things. We want to pray for things to show up in our life things to show up differently or uh, scenarios to change themselves. (laughs) We're praying for things out there. Um, And I think that most people begin to evolve into like, oh, I'm not praying for things out there. Like that's that's cool. When when you're there, that's great. Do that because that's how you learn. That's what you need. And then you kind of evolve into this, oh, I'm praying for things in me. I'm not praying for those things right i'm changing yeah. something in me and then um i mean this journey has been the the gamut of experiences beyond that of how um you know it's almost like something speaking the words through us and acting like we we have come together i mean we would not have ever have brought ourselves together in the way that it happened <laughs> you know
2: yeah.
4: um you know coming coming to school together and then having the the specific assignments that we did together that put us in the place to have this conversation and that conversation that led forward.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty fascinating.
3: Well, I think it's that... Okay. Yeah, carry on. No, I was just jumping on what Dan said too. I think the thing that I've learned most, you know, in reference to prayer and, and kind of the work that we have begun is just the importance, the fundamental essence of receptivity of that Mm. openness. It's just allowing. And I've learned more, like Dan just said, that it's less of asking and more of just allowing. Because I know there were times when we began, you know, visioning for this ministry several years ago, where we were trying to fit uh, (laughs) a square into a round and oh, You know, it was like, like, ah, you know, this is what we want. This is what we want. And finally, we were just like, you know, let's just be open. Let's just kind of, we we know what our vision, we know what our intention is. And just to be open to what the next right step is. And that in itself was almost a prayer. And as soon as we did that, I mean, if not the the, like days after we just kind of came to that conclusion, things just started to fall into place. And now it's just amazing to see the more receptive we become, the more um, things show up. Uh, things that we wouldn't even have had the words for. And I think that that is the essence of prayer, uh, kind of in its evolved form. Um, I wish we had a better name, come up with a a non-name for it, but it's been been definitely a, a deepening in that
1: awareness. Wow. Gosh, there's so much I want to ask you and talk about here. I mean, yeah, first of all, the name, it's like that can be limiting in itself, the word prayer because it brings up so many connotations and ideas mm. of you know re- religion and the limitation and the boundaries around it and this isn't the kind of prayer that we're talking about at all is it we're not talking about affecting and an asking and a and a maybe one day you know <laughs> <laughs> please make it work <laughs> this is yeah. where we know we're revealing more of who we are and I just want to, you know, something really interesting for me has happened recently in my own prayer work, where I've, I, I have stopped doing the last few parts of spiritual mind treatment, and I literally, am focusing on step one and step two, mm. um, recognition and unifying, and do and really using that as my, my version of a spiritual mind treatment. So I'm revealing who I am rather than. As you said, Reverend Dan, trying to ask or not ask, but realize because I'm revealing it in that second step, and i feel and it's really incredible for me, it's been an incredible journey and experience doing that so well, I wonder I I'll carry on
4: yeah, sure um yeah. it It's interesting because it i mean, yes, the word brings up so many things. And I do wish we had a newer word for it because I think it continues to evolve. Like there was prayer and then there was affirmative prayer. And now we're like, yeah, it's more than that again. (laughs) Um, But what's interesting is, uh, so before I I became officially licensed as a minister, I I was a practitioner and I was uh, with the Orlando Center for Spiritual Living. And uh, we have a system of prayer requests where on Sundays, people can submit a request to the practitioners and uh, the practitioner that week will take those prayers and pray over them. And anyone else on the practitioner list can do the same thing. And what was really fascinating about this practice was prayers, uh, prayer requests would come in and I could kind of started to notice my reaction to them. And if it were something that I could relate to, I tended to have a different reaction to it than if it were something I didn't uh, relate to. And what was fascinating was the things I didn't relate to. I just went, well, of course, that's what's going to happen. You know, of course, the the thing you want is what's going to happen. Why wouldn't it? And I had no story or if, ands, or buts around, you know, around whether that was going to happen or not, or, or, uh, you know, whether they would experience this thing they wanted in their life or not. And so it almost became like the single thought of being able to say, of course was the whole, like that was the whole prayer, just like having the thought of saying, yes, That's of course that's what's gonna happen. Um, And then for the other ones, like when I I noticed I would have some sort of relation to what was happening, like, oh, that reminds me of this experience I had, or I saw someone go through whatever, right? Um, It was almost like I had to convince myself through this affirmative prayer process that that would actually happen for them. And it's like, oh, that's fascinating that the 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 whole like the formula of affirmative prayer that we're taught is um, it really, I mean, it is a a fascinating tool to use when we're in a situation where we are needing to um, reframe something for ourselves, convince something mm-hmm. for ourselves, really shift something for ourselves. And then the rest of the time, it's like, we're not, we don't do anything at all. <laughs> we just say, yep, that's yeah. what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it does. Why wouldn't it, right? I mean, you literally are affirming, yes, that's what it is. So that, is that is the truth because we recognize that that's what's going to happen. Um, it, it, it's been a really fascinating kind of journey to, to witness, uh, even my own evolution of, of how that's kind of come about.
1: Yeah, that's amazing, isn't it? The more we do it, the more we um, get into our own understanding of it and, and our own consci- our consciousness shifts. Bonnie yep. was just on there. Uh, Hi, Bonnie. It's great to be with you here. And uh, she had a comment, I know, coming up. A gift of the pandemic, Soul Evolution Collaborative is born. Yes. That's
2: for sure. Thank you, Bonnie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> And we don't always see the gift, do we? When we're in it, <laughs> we call it something else, and mm-hmm. yet it is a gift. <laughs> so, so, Chris, I'm interested because I know you. Um, we're together in our, our ministerial education, and I, you know we, we see each other online in classes. And I know that you're with uh, Orlando, uh, Florida, Orlando campus, where um, Reverend Dan and Reverend Ryan are as well. And and you, I just want to ask you what your how you pray personally, and if it is a spiritual mind treatment, if you could explain those steps to the listener, very just concisely.
0: <laughs> because <certainly.
1: Yeah.
0: laughs> well, the yeah. first thing that I wanted to say while um, Reverend Dan was talking, and you talked um, when we were talking about the first two steps—the you know the recognition and then the unification—I um, think like what Dan was talking about it reminded me too of like those times when we have kind of a personal and in, you know, emotional investment to a prayer request. Sometimes it can be a little challenging to, to get in that right state. But what you were talking about, uh, or with those first two steps, if you, you know, if I can really get those first two steps and get aligned and re- remind myself and into that state of knowing that I really am part of, of the thing itself and everything else just really falls in, into alignment I yes think, you know, even Ernest Holmes had alluded to something like that too like really if you get those first two steps then that's where your power is you're in that state and then once you can get yourself there then the you know, emotional investment of what you're praying for kind of dissipates you're yes that bigger thing
2: mm-hmm.
0: so i think there's definitely a ton of power in those first two steps if you really get it then the last three just kind of do their own thing
1: it's so true. I, I, I found that from doing it, I realized that I don't need to actually, I don't need that. There doesn't need to be a realization. It's like the first two steps. I am. God is. I am. OK, what more do I need? Yeah. <laughs> it's like OK. Yes. <laughs> 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 well, so,
4: can I just add to what Chris is saying? A, yeah, a. a um, Back in practitioner studies, we were given the exercise of sifting through a whole series of Ernest Holmes books and finding where he actually talked about affirmative prayer. Um, I always just assumed he was the one who created the formula, but he doesn't actually talk about it in that way that we know it anywhere. He he. There We found like three, maybe four different places that he talked about prayer and laid out like steps and they were all different it was yeah, fascinating right. and and so it it is it it was uh, I mean educational just to, to like oh like we have created it was created since or in collaboration with or I'm you know I'm not sure exactly how it came about I'm sure someone knows but what was really fascinating about it was like he talked about it one way over here and slightly different over here and over here okay. it was kind of a mix of the two but rearranged some aspects of it. And you're like oh so there really is not like a way we learn like the formula you know when we're going through studies because we know that works like we're going to teach someone how to shift their perspective on someone on something use this formula and the rest of the time when you don't need to use that formula don't use the formula <laughs> no, it was kind of like that was like oh wow that's a huge realization because it had been like pounded into us. Prayer is this formula and, and it is, but it's also not, I mean, it can also be, uh, you know, it, really anything that works. And um, I, I can totally relate to like getting halfway done with a prayer, with a prayer as of the formula and being like,
2: yeah. Oh
4: yeah, this is done already.
2: Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry,
4: Lori, you actually don't get to talk on
1: your show. We're just going to... I'm just going (laughs) to... Reverend Ryan, speak up.
3: Sorry. Yeah, we're used to talking. Um, No, but I remember when I got so, you know, in the practitioner studies, like kind of like Dan was talking about, like so caught up in a formula as if you put the right answer here. If you put it here, 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 you're going to get the right answer. So you put all the pieces together and this is, and, and that's not the way it works. And that's really not the way life works, but it almost, it's when it really sank in, it was like anything that gets you in that space. And for some people, they need this kind of outline formula, but some people, they could get in that space, standing on their head or riding their bike or, or, or doing anything to get you in that space of awareness of. Um, that one power and presence, and your awareness to that connection to it—that that's that's prayer. And that I think that looks different for everyone. And I think you know the, the form of affirmative prayer is a a, a a way to kind of uh, fast track that, but I don't think it necessarily is the only way. Um, hmm. There are a lot of times where um, I could be doing something so mundane, and then just have this total awareness of connection. And sitting in that awareness is the prayer. Sitting in the awareness, yeah. that's, that is, that—that is. then it becomes, you're living the prayer. So prayer doesn't become something that is separate from your life, yes. but is it used, interwoven into your life. So it's not something that we do intermittently. I think that these, um, these steps, these uh, recognitions, this unification, things of that nature, um, the more that we, um, I don't know, allow those steps to kind of flow through us, then we'll start living from a space of prayer. So it won't be something that we're, we're doing to get something, but just living from that space. And I think that's I the journey that.
1: of evolution. That's the spiritual practice. Um, I love that. I love that, what you've just said. And, it, and it, for me, it's a reminder that you know, God, spirit, the divine presence is in the mundane and when we get that that it's in the everyday stuff of life god is there god is present it's not going to be this kind of supernatural event necessarily that <laughs> takes place where we we get this enlightenment and you know it's that enlightenment can happen whilst doing the washing up can't it yeah yeah <laughs>
3: Well, and even one of the readings, you know, and I know you're doing it too, Laura, you know, the um, reading through the science of mind every little bit through the day. Uh, one of the readings, I can't remember what day it was. It was almost like that there's, there's no like supernatural. This is all yeah. like. This is it. <laughs> this is our na- the natural state that, we're, talking about, that we we're getting into. That's our natural state. It's not supernatural. This, mm. you know, a spiritual awakening or enlightening or whatever. That's not supernatural. That's just remembering our natural state so it's like yes everything else is, is is the thing that's not natural but yes. that's, that's <laughs> the space and so um always remembering like and that's kind of what brings me back like what is my natural state joy and peace and love that's the natural state um and then living from that space mm. but i thought it was interesting that, that you said that and then uh, that was one of the readings uh, that we've been reading
4: i I, yeah. I found recently i always keep coming back to the same two things when, uh, you know, preparing talks or preparing our videos or whatever it is, it's like, A, this is not magic, and B, God is not a person. <laughs> like, if there were two things that all of this boiled down to, like, we have to unlearn all of that. Like, yes. like God is not a person, and it is, this is not magic. Like, we can't just be like, oh, please do this. Or even in our in our five-step, you know, affirmative prayer formula like so often it's like okay I'm going to convince myself that this thing is going to happen there's going to be this huge massive shift and my life is going to change and it's like well there's probably a reason we ended up in the situation we ended up in so that we want our life to change and there's a lot of like inner work that needs to be done to kind of dig up some of those reasonings and all of those subconscious beliefs and like if we were given the thing that we treat for so that all of that shifted. Now, it's totally possible. Like, it's totally possible to be in a place where um, you, you, you say one prayer and literally your life shifts and changes and every, like, that's totally possible. Most of the time, <laughs> you know, for most of us, we're going to have to do work, inner work, inner digging to get to a place. And by the time we've done all that work, we're not facing that mountain of change that needs to happen, right? Um, and, and it's, it's just, it's, it's crazy where we, we so often, and well, it's almost like our, our whole society has a language built around God as this outside thing. And so Mm. it seeps in, in all these places we don't even recognize. So, so often we are literally without recognizing it, asking this outside thing to make some crazy change, not recognizing that deeper and deeper that really is the thing that we might be praying to is no different than anything in us or anything in our experience, and mm-hmm. all of the things in our experience are also that. Like it's, you know, <laughs> Matt could go on all day about, it, but
1: we're one yeah. with all of it, and so yeah. we're experiencing the experience, and and it's our perception of that that is yeah. going to shift how we feel and how it shows up for us, isn't it?
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: So, Chris, um, would you say, I mean, to, for any listeners that maybe listen to this that haven't or don't use prayer, how would you say, right, this is where you can begin? This is where you can begin right now with a prayer practice hmm. that could be um, effective for bringing you to that knowing of who you truly are.
0: I think that's a perfect question, you know, especially for you know these times that we're in right now. It's uh it's a lot of challenging things in the world right now. And people are you know, I think once we kind of breathe our way out of this pandemic as one of the challenging things, there's many, but I think you know, we're gonna kind of realize the the emotional state that it's created. Um I've seen, you know, a lot of people that it's almost like a a bipolar reaction, you know, like mm. we kind of go manic and then really depressed and manic and really depressed. And I don't think we fully understand how deep this is going on in our psyches. Um, and so for me, I think, you know, the best place to be when things like that can become up and they get a little overwhelming and emotional, that that's the time to really go to some form of prayer. You know, definitely are mm-hmm. strong proponents of the spiritual mind treatment. But just any time that you're feeling that sense of overwhelmment, is just to stop, sit down, and breathe. Just close your eyes for a minute. Bring your awareness to that breath. And then just remind yourself that there is something much bigger going on at all times and that we are part of it. And just letting things go for a minute. You know, It's even like yeah. a mild form of meditation. To mm-hmm. Just bring your awareness to the moment and say for this very minute, I'm not going to think about any of that other stuff. I'm just going to be right here present, fully present. And through that process, it kind of just gives yourself a minute to let the stuff kind of roll off. And then you can just observe. Observe what's yeah. going on without the judgment and resistance. And it brings such an alleviation of you know, all that emotional distress. And it can be depression. It can be fatigue, uh, overwhelmment, fear. You know, a lot of emotions that I think people are experiencing now, and I right know personally for myself, you know, that it's a pretty regular thing for me to remind myself, like, wait a minute, I need to just go sit down, and take myself yeah. out for a minute, and remind myself you know, I, I am part of that bigger thing.
2: Mm. Well, this will be
1: okay. And it's it's remembering, isn't it, that we deserve to have that time to give ourselves that time to. to- just take a few minutes here and there and it, and not feel oh you know that that's disrupting our day that's actually going to give us the the fuel to move forwards into the next into the next and into the next i remember when dr um reverend reverend dr sharon stroud came on the cosmic prayer last year and she said i asked her what prayer meant for her and she said it's a state of being and that's it okay this is going to be a great conversation (laughs) it was a great conversation but um but yes it reminds it's kind of that's what you're saying here chris it's our state of being it doesn't even have to be to go into treatment and to start trying to find the right words and, and all of that just to get that knowing of who we are in the moment and something that's come up for me um, in conversation and and re- realizing for me in my own life personally that there's a grieving I think of of for this underlying trauma maybe not underlying in many people's lives but um, there's a lot of grieving going on isn't there at the moment I think with with how we are how we've all had to been forced to uh, realign our our way of being, our way of living, um, and that I remember last year seeing the first person I saw with a face mask on. That was like, whoa! And we've all had we've all had to reprogram our minds to like, well, this is now normal. Um, yeah. yeah. And so I just yeah. wondered, you know, if any of you would like could speak on that, maybe Ruth or or Dan, of how in those times of feeling traumatized or grieving of how a simple prayer can can lift yeah us out of that
2: so so
4: ryan's going to appreciate this because this is something we've talked about quite a bit recently Uh-oh.
2: um <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> actually
4: they, they actually reminded me that i said this um oh, okay and and sometimes it can actually be a hard pill to swallow because it means we kind of have to get over ourselves a little bit and it is the idea that everything that happens is happening for us that our good is always coming to us we are always moving towards more of experiencing our own good um and that sounds fantastic until we realize there's things in our lives we don't like, <laughs> and so there are often times where the universe um, kind of has to give us that nudge or push or kick or smack upside the head to kind of get what uh, what is you know where we need to be in order to get the thing we just said we wanted but it often means having to give up the things that we used to do that would get in the way of us having that thing we said we wanted or the good that ought to be ours to have. And so uh, it, it is really no surprise that the soul evolution collaborative did come about amidst, you know, during the middle of this pandemic, because for me, I have for many many years thought that a lot of things need to change in our world that we as we collectively would all just ignore and there were a lot of ways of doing things that were not beneficial that were actually harmful detrimental to many different groups and uh it would you know place one group in power disempower everyone else and uh actually killing people and so a lot of the ways that have gone on, I, for for me personally, a lot of the ways that have gone on for too long needed to change. A lot of, you know, you would hear more and more people talking about things that need to change and how it might change and what it might look like. And yet, we would inch forward and inch mm-hmm. forward. And it's like, no, we needed to have, you know, blasted our way through this decades ago. And we're still here going, eh doesn't really exist look how well these people are doing (laughs) um and it it just you know for the people who kind of were aware of a shift that's coming it kind of seemed crazy uh and yet we we just wouldn't we just wouldn't all do it we wouldn't shift Mm. and there were a lot of things that needed to be given up
2: Mm.
4: and yet you know even the things the good that that those of us were hoping for coming our way, I still had things that I didn't want to necessarily give up so that I could have this new way of being. Um, and so I think the pandemic was kind of that cosmic two by four uh, uh, upside our rear, yeah. kind of pushing us all forward in so many ways to, to really like highlight, hey, these things don't work anymore. The things we called normal were not okay yeah. in a lot of ways. Um, and so I think we are, we're grieving the loss, uh, globally of, of a, a, an ideology that we all called normal. We called this like, this is the normal way of being. And, uh, it was not normal. (laughs) I mean, it was, you know, we called it normal because it was what was common, but it didn't make it okay. And so now that we're, we're realizing all the things that we're not okay about it, and how we would do it differently. Um, there is a grieving process in the things that we, you know, grew up with or were used to, and and are now literally losing. Yeah. Um, you know, and and not to mention literally the 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 loss of life that has gone on, uh, the loss of ways of being that's gone on, the loss of connection that's gone
1: connection. On.
4: Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. And I think think the key, you know, in talking about it, definitely is grief and having done uh, grief work for many years. You know, there's a point in grief that when you get to the point of that into that process, then there's reintegration. And so I think that we're at that precipice where we are becoming more aware of these things. And with awareness, it's not enough just to have awareness of things that need to change or awareness of things that we need to let go of. Cause I'm all about holding on to things that do not serve me. Uh, I, that <laughs> often, often, uh, uh, when I want peace, but I'm holding on to uh, expectation of how an outcome should be, you know, but I think that as these things are coming up into our awareness, it's not enough just to be aware, but then we have to reintegrate, reintegrate and integrate them into our lives, reintegrate into how uh, a new way of being, so, um, you know, you're either uh, pushed by vision or pulled by pain, uh, you know. So, it, it, I mean, or, or, the, or the reverse. Um, and so, it really is we're at a like a, a critical point where a lot of things have been brought to the surface. Mm. And then what ours to do is now, okay, we realize this. Let's get to the work of actually um,
1: creating a world that works for everyone, which is you know what we're yeah. about. Um, which is how what you're doing in your collaborative in your soul evolution collaborative which is you know I know we haven't really touched on it but I'd like to to (laughs) just inform listeners of what you're doing and the power of what you're doing because I've been to a few of your your um your meetups online and it's amazing what you're doing I love it that you're inspiring people to really have conversation and open up and go deeper So, what is your overall? Maybe each of you could speak on this. What you know, what how this shows up, how people can join, what the bigger vision is for you for this right now, and and what what sort of content you're bringing to people so that they can open up to the and expand in their awareness right now. Wow, yeah. I mean, maybe I'll ask one question (laughs) each. Okay, let's start with Chris. How? what is what is um what is soul evolution and how does it show up for people so that they can join it and what can they expect when they're with you
0: well um you know right now we are in like a solid phase one is what i would call it we, uh, <laughs> we have our weekly um events tuesday night we release a video of our of the week which is based on a monthly theme broken down into a weekly sub theme um wednesday night we But we repeat the the video on Wednesday for everybody that missed it live on Tuesday. um, We do a meditation on Wednesday night. And then I think the most powerful part of what we're doing is what we call the gathering on Thursday evenings.
2: Um,
0: Yeah. Enjoyed having you there with us for a couple of them, for sure. It's where we come into conversation. And it's based on what the theme of the week is, but it, it has a mind of its own and it can go whatever direction it is. But it's been a wonderful way to... To me it feels almost you know I love a, a good church service and I like you know the different components like music and all that stuff but what I really like about the gathering is it's a solid hour of the the meat of what I like in a church service is where we get to come together really explore the topic and then hear other people's perspectives on it which just helps us you know each individual deepen their own perspective so the, the gathering on Thursday night I think is really where it's at yeah
4: and it's it's amazing because it's it's so simple too, like so often uh well one one of the, the things I think we've tried to do is reimagine what a spiritual community w- will be like, you know, in, in twenty years from now or even five or ten years from now, or maybe even the end of this next end of this coming year, I don't know you know, what does a spiritual community need to be, right? So we've, we've had like this role of church in our lives for so long, whether whether we go to an actual church or we go to something that's like a church, if it meets on Sunday morning, you know, 11 a.m. or 10 a.m. or whatever it is, it's, it's pretty much church. So we've kind of reimagined, all right, if we're not meeting in person or if we're following this trend where Sunday church attendance continued to decline over however many years, um, you know it's a pretty clear path <laughs> what what replaces that because the need is still there the the functionality of what church was or is is still there but people are clearly wanting it in a different way and so we kind of like spent three i say kind of we spent three long years
2: <laughs> looking <laughs> at what <laughs> um and
4: and we we came up with like the simplest answer uh, and it's this this gathering Thursday. Literally, literally, I mean, we thought we would have to put in so much work to, okay, well, when people get there on Thursday night and we're going to pray in and we're going to this, we had this like order of like this agenda for the meeting and uh, how do we make it sacred and what questions to ask. And literally like we show up with one question on Thursday night. We pray, yeah. We meditate for like five minutes. We show up with one question and just Converse I mean, it's one of the most transformative experiences. Every literally every week, people walk away with like, oh my God, this is the most transformative thing or the most amazing thing or the the greatest experience I've had in this teaching. Uh because you know, we kind of just created this container for people to show up as they are and yeah. be heard. You you have a message, you have something you want to say about this, something to share. Um and and this is really the place where it's OK to do that. Uh, and so it's just it's it's super simple. I mean, we just kind of cut out all of the, you know, we're not really attached to what our role in that is. And we kind of let it be the collaborative space. It's kind of amazing.
3: And I think, what Dan, I mean, that's perfect. It's like wow. we created the container, like this perfect container for people to just Sit in, and it has been amazing, like um I, I've learned more uh from the the time that we've had in the gathering from it really is a collaborative spiritual experience, and I know that um which is a really good thing, since that is the name, but um people really, I, know, wow, check. I mean people bring their experiences their spiritual path, and every it just kind of. Merges into this perfect, beautiful—I want to say storm, but that's not the right word. But this (laughs) is a perfect swirl of of, uh, wisdom, energy, uh, passion, Um, and so you know. Instead of the the gathering feels instead of like one person leading it and a bunch of people following, it just feels like this Mm. one unit. that just kind of flows through that hour. And at the end of the hour, we're like, wait, has it been an hour? We could go on forever. I mean, we really, you know, it has that energy. And even afterwards, I feel like a, kind of like that runner's high, like you could you could talk spirit yeah. uh, you know, for forever. So it's just been an amazing experience. And it's all about re- being re- receptive and just letting it be as it is, which is what the vision started as and it's just this continual energy of allowing it to be without attachment I love it. To what it looks like but just allowing it to be and and trusting it's it's,
1: it's true i love amazing. it it's it, it feels like you the three of you are just so willing to be to surrender to uh the new that wants to emerge and come through and show up so that people can find their own sense of themselves without feeling that they are being um, pressured in any way mm. there isn't a pre- it feels very like easy grace there's a grace in there and i know being in your conversations on the gatherings it's just it's fun as well it's great to be with you and and hear what you're saying and, and what others are saying it's wonderful so for anybody I need to tune in and be with you how do they do that how do they actually where's what's the link is it through your website uh because i know you have a facebook page don't you you have a, a a group facebook page and but do you have to sign in to come along
2: so yeah
4: so we have a facebook page and a yeah. facebook group um and we have a website. Anything you need to know about what we're doing is on the website.
3: It's all here on the website. Yeah. On the website. And, to, and to join the gathering the Thursday night, you go to the website and there is a, a button and a link that you can click there and, and sign up, and then you'll be sent the link every week for the.: okay.
1: And ultimately, this is a, a Center for Spiritual Living Science of Mind philosophy that you're bringing through. So mm-hmm. that's, what, that's the foundation of the teachings, isn't it? And, the, and the, the space, that's the space that you're holding, that is the vision Absolutely. to bring that into people's minds and lives. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. Wow, isn't it incredible how spirit shows up in the most diverse ways? And, uh, oh, there we go. Thank you, Diego. Yeah. Of course, I guess it's really it's not normal. that because amazing that's the normal. No, it's not. Uh, You're right. <laughs> oh, like, oh, my God. That's so amazing. I'm like, wait a second. What? <laughs> I'm going to rephrase that. Isn't it amazing how you three are so open for that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that yeah. That is that's really amazing. That's amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. Right. So we had a couple what? of. Uh, oh, sorry. Go on. Carry on. No, I was just going to make
4: one, one note about Facebook. Um. So uh as Chris mentioned, we are in this like phase one. Like, this is the crazy part. We're in phase one, like the, the whole vision, and we're like how
1: many phases all that?
4: <laughs> oh, infinite, I think. Probably but, like 17. There's
1: like yeah. seventeen phases.
4: Yeah, at least, at least. Well, we realize like when you commit to a name that has the word evolution in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you kind of gotta go for it. Um <laughs> So we 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 initially planned for this like three phase thing, and so online because of where we are in the world right now and what's going on, we're online. And uh, phase two begins in person. You know where there are groups of people, they right. begin. Um, yeah. I don't even remember what phase three is. I think it's ice cream or something, but. Uh, <laughs> oh, you know, no. <laughs> um, but uh, but.
1: Movie night. Moving. Yeah.
4: As far as Facebook goes, um, the further we get into these phases, the Facebook community page, the group page is where like all of the juice is all of the the juicy good stuff. So our Facebook page is kind of like the front door where our Tuesday videos get posted and we're putting some other stuff up there for now, but there is certainly much more uh, connection and uh, activity in the community than there is in the page so there's a whole lot more people yeah. who like the facebook page who aren't necessarily in the group community yet um who certainly would enjoy that and, the group and,
1: page. and yeah. you need to sign into the group yeah yeah yes. yeah yeah
4: it's yeah. the
1: group thing that is, isn't it again yeah
4: yeah and and that so that's the place Amazing. where we are.
1: well I. go ahead Yeah, that's it. That's where you've got all your events coming up and people can find out and, and converse and find out more about you as well. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Thank you. So there were a couple of other, um, I know Bonnie put up a message and Gina was here. Hi, Gina, if you're still here, it's great to be with you and, uh, I'm just feels, yeah, there we go. Gina said synergy. I don't know which part mm. she was saying that to, but it came, I saw it. At best, prayer is when I'm present in the presence in a conversational knowing. Beautiful. Bonnie, mm. the formula of prayer is helpful to get one's attention and shift one's awareness <laughs> from that place one is open to the infinite possibilities of prayer. I love it. I love what people are saying. It's so, so evolved. <laughs> Yeah, prayer is not all about the steps, but about the connection. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, beautiful. So here on the Cosmic Prayer, usually around this time, because it's been a wonderful, amazing conversation and and, uh, opportunity to connect with you three here. So thank you for being here. And would you like to say a prayer together? Share a prayer? Mm -hmm. Yeah? Okay. Before we close, uh, what's in your heart to to pray on right now?
2: Mm. A lot.
1: (laughs) For me, it would be peace, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. You were going to say peace. Yes. Peace.
2: Yeah, Yeah.
1: Peace. Okay. Shall we pray on peace? Yeah. yeah who would like to who would like to begin
2: <laughs>
1: shall i begin <laughs> yeah why
2: don't you i'll start <laughs> so I'll let's,
1: let you... Close, let's close our eyes and anybody that is listening if you're here right now on the cosmic prayer it's just so amazing to be here with reverend dan grander and reverend ryan pulley and chris lahif spiritual practitioner, and we're going to pray right now in the knowing of peace, for the knowing of peace. And I just invite us to close our eyes for anybody that may be listening, if it's okay for you to sit for a few moments or stand and just close your eyes and come away from the world of form and come into that knowing within, that place where I know love lives. And as we take a breath ever, I know that we are here in the presence of the divine and that this one presence, I know this one presence and one power that is here that always has been, it always will be, it is the infinite and the eternal. And I know that this presence is the potential of all, of everything, and that it holds that highest potential of love. It is love. And I know that this love is shining through everything. This love has no boundaries, no walls. It is free-flowing. And it is, it is the creative idea of all of life, all of reality. And as I know that for the tiniest grain of sand and, and the smallest one-celled being, I know it also for the universes, the cosmos, and beyond into the infinite that this is God and everything in between. And so I know that I am God and that, I, that God is, and as, and through me. And as I open up to a deeper acceptance of this, I'm just so grateful. Because I know this in in the core of the being of who I am. This connection, this unity. And I know it for me, and I know it for Reverend Dan, and I know it for Reverend Ryan, and I know it for Chris, and that we are one here as love and as peace and harmony. And I know that this peace is flowing through all of life right now. And so I hand this over to Chris.
0: Thank you. In agreement, in alignment with all of Laura said, just acknowledge that at the core of all that is, which we really are, all are one within, that there is an underlying peace that permeates everywhere. Everything else, all the noise that we hear, it's really just part of that, that infinite mind. That is part of the system that's helping us bring us to that awareness of the peace underneath. When we see all that that appears to be different from it, it's our wake up call, our reminder that peace is always there. It's simply up to us to make that choice and to move into that place. And as each and every one of us align with that peace and with that energy and create this in our own inner world, that it then has the power and the ability to. Has that ripple effect of how we show up in the world. So I just know that right now, that this peace, this love, this underlying infinite presence is coming through in bigger ways, and so that that light that shines is reaching out to connect with the light within everybody else, to awaken everybody else to that inner light within them, so that we can each go forward living a life more peace, more awareness, more presence, and more love as each and every one of us move into that space power and the effect. It's
2: wonderful to be able to just knowing that this is possible, that this is inevitable, and it is unfolding in more more powerful ways each and every day. That knowing I just the Reverend Ryan.
3: So what I know that is peace is our natural state. And that, just as our body is always seeking balance, just as the systems in our body are always working behind the scenes to maintain that balance. So I know that that is the spiritual life, is that that inner journey, that awareness of peace as our home base, and that Everything that we do is seeking that peace. Because what I know is that th- this peace is the foundational unit of every cell of our body. It is the foundation of who and what we are. And it's more than something to get or to, to work towards, but instead it's just a space to live from and to allow so we know that through our connection with all that is that we've spoke of through this unity through this oneness that we 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 talk about so often that is where it is found
2: through our allowing through our receptivity through our awareness and through all those things
3: we can live from this space and the peace not only Uh, wells up within us, but spews over into everything that we see and everyone that we meet. And I pass this word to Dan.
2: Hmm. And so,
4: being in this grounded state of peace, from the foundation of recognizing our natural way that is peace, I recognize that there is a process that happens in the effect that we are witnessing. And again, from this place of peace, we recognize the good that is coming towards us, recognizing that the the process is only in effect, that in universal knowledge and wisdom as consciousness, there is only this peace and joy and full expression of the divine. And I know that here, in this grounded state of peace, we have the ability to recognize and be honest about our state of conditions as they mirror back to us what it is that we have collectively believed. And so I recognize that there is a recognition for what these things might have been, for what has occurred, without any story, without any unnecessary attachment or emotional experience, but simply for recognizing what is as what is, so that we can move through a healing process, a global healing process to recognize and uncover the peace that already exists. I know that as we take this moment on the day that we celebrate Martin Luther King Jr. I know that there is a fuller recognition of the global community that already exists as peace that we are simply uncovering. I I recognize that there is a knowing that we are more together than we are alone. And I recognize that there is a process of grieving in this world of condition that goes along with letting go of an old way and in this void. There is no confusion. There is no lack of clarity. There is nothing but the divine. There is only peace. And we intentionally fill this void with personal growth, communal evolution, global peace. And so I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for the platform to stand and recognize this piece, to share this piece. I'm grateful for the ability for us to come together and know this piece together. I'm grateful to share in this word, grateful to know that it is known far and wide and that it is so because it is spoken into law which does not care yes or no, it always creates. The law always says yes to whatever is put into it. And so that this piece that already exists is being uncovered in this very moment because of law, because of universal law. And for that, I'm grateful. Grateful for this time and this experience, and I simply release
2: it and let it go. And so it is. And so it is. Thank you. Wow.
1: Thank you to each of you for being here on the cosmic prayer Um, it's just such a beautiful experience to share like this with you and for you to shine your light and and be here and bring your awareness to to me and new thought media network and the listeners and just thank you to each of you for being here reverend ryan reverend dan and chris Thank you, and I look forward to you coming back again on the cosmic prayer. Absolutely, thank, thank you. For yeah. and for anybody that wants to get in touch with you, of course, as as you've described, there's the Facebook group Soul Evolution Collaborative Group and page, and your website where uh, people can sign up and come along to your gatherings. So so easy to click in sign uh, sign up your name and be there and uh, and enjoy the experience with you Yep, yeah so thank you for being here and to the listeners thank you for being in on this on the cosmic prayer with new thought media network we really value you yes look all those hearts there love it this was great thank you for being here and Um, for enjoying this experience and if this has moved you in any way or touched your heart then you are um, you know we have a, a, a link down there on the Facebook page if you'd like to leave a love offering then we always appreciate that at New Thought Media Network so you can just pop that donation in down there and that goes towards supporting this incredible ministry that Reverend Robert Brzezinski is the senior minister of and that um, is bringing out his vision into the world for communication and bringing all these shows and talks and meditations to everybody's uh, lives and hearts. And if you feel like you'd like to sponsor this show, The Cosmic Prayer, then please uh, look at the New Thought Media Network website page. There we go, ntmedia.org. And you can email in to Reverend Robert if that's something that you'd like to do. Then that would be amazing. And with that you will get you know all sorts of opportunities to show who you are on the cosmic prayer so thank you again to soul evolution collaborative and so much love to you all and uh, that is it from us here today on the cosmic prayer bye everyone thank
0: you for listening to cosmic prayer your weekly shift with laura topper on the new thought media network If you've enjoyed this programming, please tell a friend and join us again next week for Cosmic Prayer, your weekly shift with Laura Topper.